Go Your Own Way is brought to you by Overmental.com, the media culture hive mind. Enjoy the adventure. Hey listeners, welcome to Go Your Own Way, the podcast where it's okay to cry. Luckily, I don't think anyone has cried on this podcast yet. We haven't had a reason to. Yeah. You aren't so happy that you start crying? Uh, there we or go. I'm laughing so hard that I start crying. <laughs> right. Oh, God. So, three people are talking. What are those people? <laughs> In other hey. words, say your names. Oh. <laughs> I thought I thought you were gonna follow up with one of our names. My name's Eric. I am here. I am Jen. Way better than Groot. <laughs> Much better than Groot. Hmm. <laughs> uh, so I chose the story. This is the first time I've chosen a story. Actually, no, since I was gonna say since Birdland, but that's not true. Because we each chose one last week. God, stop lying, Peter. It's so unattractive. I'm attractive no matter what you say. <laughs> so there's a story I found. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's super long. And it's not horribly difficult. And it's rated pretty well. It's called Daydream Syndrome. A fan fiction story by Sean. Oh, uh-oh. Fan fiction. Fan fiction of what? I'm not sure. Oh, I guess, in, well, Inception, maybe. Inception? We're reading an Inception fan fiction? Maybe. Inception so I'm going to read the description fanfic. of the story. Okay, here's the description. Inception doesn't mean what you think it means. Sometimes daydreaming can get you into trouble. But what do you do when it is other people's dreams that you have to watch out for? You have the unique ability to predict what kind of dreams other people will have, but lately, your own dreams have taken a bizarre turn in which you're being pursued by armies of cats. Stranger yet, you'll learn that the leader of the dream cats needs his body to access the real world. Finally, the strange becomes downright weird when a beautiful girl suddenly drops on top of you and announces that she's a dream demon, looking for a way back to the dream world. The fabric that separates reality and fantasy is torn to shreds, and you have a lot of sleepless nights ahead of you as you have to deal with both the dream stalking and the dream walking. Holy shit, this is like the exact plot of Birdland. <laughs> oh no. God damn it, I'm realizing that as I'm reading it a second time. Oh no. Alright, oh, this shit is gonna get crazy. I'm predicting crazy. Maybe subconsciously, someone's controlling my dreams into choosing dream stories. Maybe. <laughs> All right, well, let's get started. Chapter 1. The beginning of the end for one. Loud squawks echo throughout the dark alleyway, through, though located deep beneath the residence of, of popular civilization. They coalesce with the daily clamors of the city. The crow flutters down to the patches of soil uncovered by the broken cement and picks up a wet food picking. It manipulates the juicy ball for valuable seconds and swallows it before one of the murder can wrestle the strand of life away from it. I'm so confused. 
The foreboding city, with its resounding tempo permeating throughout its limbs, is moving at a rapid speed, but here in the slums of slums, the alleyway, alleyway goes at its own pace. The forgotten corner of the city, a dumpster for the affluent, a haven for the less well-off. Beneath the ancient buildings and their ill-maintained facade, the girl slumbers. She seems peaceful and is oblivious of her surroundings. Ooh, there's like a thousand more words. <laughs> a foreboding chime reverberates in the distance. The clock tower strikes the hour with an untiring precision that seems to be condemned to repeat itself for eternity. Not one resident can remember when it was built. Its existence is simply accepted. Each toll is without flourish or decoration. It is as if the clock was stating a fact. Telling the time is hardly vocational. Jesus. Accompanied, <laughs> accompanied by the whirling of distinct gears connected to oiled engines, the door directly beneath the clock face slowly opens. Mechanical trinkets roll out on tracks. The accompanying jovial clamor and childish lullaby song almost broke the mood in the alleyway. Almost. In the alleyway, the crows' heads perk up with jerky motions at the commotion. Squawking loudly as a flock, the murder erupts into a small cloud of darkness and escape deeper into the alleyway, with feathers floating madly like a rain of quills. The bedlam startles the girl. Just when I was sleeping so well, how thoughtless of them. That's the girl's voice. Hmm. We can't all be a real girl like you, Jen. <laughs> Rubbing her eyes, she stands up. With a shake of her head, she writes her cloach, which more or less resembles a white, oversized, white-brimmed bucket hat. Dusting off her clothes, she, she walks unsteadily for a few steps, patronizing a yawn and a stretch. Then her gait turns into a slow trot and she leaps with a childish enthusiasm that seems completely separate from her previous mood. Tap. Lurch. Somersault. Oomph. She lands perfectly balanced with the delicateness of a butterfly. Turning her head, she scowls at the closing automaton doors of the cuckoo clock tower and mutters a satisfied oomph. She walks away deeper into the city, her slender figure made ample by her dress. Long, knee-length socks with black and white stripes alternating horizontally, white shorts and a white cropped top. The most fascinating feature of the dress is two twirls of long, flat stripes that hangs down from her sweater. Nevertheless, she looks vulnerable and lonely among the looming edifice. Jesus. That is one hell of a first wow. story page. Christ. Like, this sort of, like, overwrought, one million times overwritten bullshit is, <laughs> it's so much more aggravating to me than, like, the grammatical mistakes of simply <laughs> stories. Like, what the, f like, really, like, if you're listening to this, go back and listen to the description of what this woman is wearing. And attempt to figure out what the fuck she actually looks like. The most fascinating feature of the dress is two swirls of long 
long flat stripes that hang down from her sweater. I'm sorry, it's a dress that somehow includes a sweater that also allows her to wear (laughs) white shorts and a crop top? Do you know what a fucking dress is? Like, who wears a crop top, shorts, and a sweater over their dress? No one. But remember, Eric, the fabric that separates reality and fantasy is is torn to shreds. I don't give a fuck what's (laughs) torn to shreds. There are only so many goddamn disparate things you can wrap around a human body. Like, if you're wearing shorts, they're covered by the dress, so you can't see them. Or you're wearing shorts on the outside of your dress, like some sort of weird psychopath. Oh god, no! Have you ever met an actual woman? I think that he's saying, or she is saying, by her dress... Meaning by her outfit. Okay. Oh, I see. So her general outfit. I thought they meant dress. Yeah, it's poorly, poorly worded. So her slender figure, made ample by her dress. I mean, that's a usual sort of like bad writing thing. Like they don't want her to be too skinny, and they don't want her to be too fat. So they're like, oh, she's thin, but she dresses like she's curvy. Alright, like... Uh, Okay. Alright. I can't... Okay, I can see where you're coming from. Which makes it at least slightly less awful. Alright, let's let's go to the next page. I'm sorry. The green swirl of smoke cleared... The familiar shiver travels down your spine. The same drowsy place with the same unchanging scenery. Same sky with fish skeletons fixated into place as if they are connected to invisible strings. They sway above the docks with bones clicking and shattering, though no wind is noticeable. The same derelict rubbles resembling an abandoned town present themselves before you. Strangely, the streets are clean, apart from the abandoned mechanical inventions of civilization forgotten. The wooden planks are sturdy beneath your feet. You see an empty container of spam with a sharp lid. We have... that. So that was... Those are all words. I think we can agree mm. on that. Um, we have a choice. The can is kicked, or ignorance is bliss. Uh. So far with this story, ignorance is more... Relevant, but I don't know if it's blissful. <laughs> I, it seems. I don't know why we need to kick spam. There's nothing wrong with spam. Okay, I guess ignorance is bliss then. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. Though bottle cap soccer is fun previously, now is hardly the time to indulge in nostalgia. You walk on more motivated to investigate your surroundings than kicking an empty spam container. Was this really our first choice in the story? <laughs> Whether or not to kick of spam. The fish skeletons flutter even more rigorously as you near them. The sky seems to turn greener as you walk, but it may just be a hallucination. The wooden planks underneath your feet is littered with potholes. You must be careful walking amongst the... Fun fact! Wooden planks can't have potholes. It's not a thing they can have. It's not a. It's, it's not. Possible. It's not what possible means. Uh, you must be careful walking amongst them, for you have no intention of exploring the unknown of the underneath. 
You notice that all of the normal decorations of a town is replaced by fish skeletons. The hanging cloth lines, hanging lanterns, street lights, and even signs, with the exception of a wind vane, which has a rooster above its compass. The city gets weirder and weirder as you go, and there doesn't seem to be any way out. The town's clean streets show no signs of inhabitants besides yourself, and all the doors are locked, even though some of the housing is no more than rubble. The further you walk, the more tired you become. You realize that the town stretches on forever. This is not new to you. You have tried to explore the city before, but you have never succeeded in finding an exit. You must return to the inception. The spark must, the spark must be started. So, we... Okay, it says find your way back, and then it takes us back to... Oh, weird. Now we have to kick... It says we... It, it's... It says we had to, well, it takes us back to the choice listeners, but I'm wondering, because it says you have to go back to the Inception, and this page is called Inception, so this is like, so is it like if we make a wrong choice, it's going to make us read a thousand paragraphs and then say, well, back to the beginning. Oh, oh no. No, 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 no. <sighs> this is what happens when, like, a 17-year-old has read too much William Burroughs and watches Inception and decides, oh, I can do that. So what we have to, the can is kicked, right? We have to kick the can. Let's kick the can, listeners. You kick the can hard enough for it to fly straight up into the air with a clanging sound. You glance up against the glare of the sun and see a tiny shadow towards you. A shrilling screech pierce the air the shadow appears to grow larger and larger until it overlaps your own so we can either you know exactly what to do or we can when in doubt remain calm Uh, we know exactly what to do absolutely always always you instinctively maneuver yourself into a defensive position with your hands up. This all seems familiar. A cat with unusually large eyes falls from the sky and smashed a wooden stick straight into your hands. You were prepared for this. The cat continuously pushes the stick as a leverage to keep himself up and to get past your defenses. Persistent, aren't you? High-pitched screams resembling the sound of a train whistle in a loudspeaker squeezes into your ears. The ground shook with a fervor of natural disasters bind together. Um, A multicolored flood is streaming towards you with incomprehensible lurches. A closer examination reveals it to be a crowd consisting of a myriad of cats racing toward you, walking on two legs. They shout death curses and threats to capture you alive. You get a grip on the stick and windmills it with the cat gripping tightly, and throw throw smashes it into the planks. The cat commits a somersault and joins in with his comrades. You do not wait for the scene to unfold. Instead, you begin to run, traversing the streets of the familiar derelict town with a dexterity that surprises you. Corner after corner, you turn in an attempt to lose your enemies. The hissing and screams come closer as you keep your pace steady. The empty spam container rolls around on the wooden planks. As you turn the next corner, you leap from the roof of the house you are running on and drop down two stories to the floor. You execute the sequence of moves with finesse, 
as you roll behind a wall of barrels and come to a rest with your back against the wall. You lean against the wall, panting. It seems that your dexterity isn't as good as you think it is. There's an army of them, you gasp. My body cannot handle doing this every night. That's what um. she said. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um. We j- what? In what? In what world does us panting after all of this have anything to do with dexterity? Do you know what words mean? Subject verb agreement, motherfucker. Like I want a shirt that says that. <laughs> I would wear that shirt. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, <laughs> I feel bad being so incensed because maybe English is their second language or something. But also, like, god damn it. Oh, jeez. <sighs> All right, whatever. Oh, a new situation. Let's let's learn about that. The wooden wall behind you shatters into a million pieces. Hands covered with white gloves reach out from the inner darkness of the residence and grasps you uh, grasps onto your body. The hands latch onto every inch of your shirt and pants, preventing you from escaping. The fingers twist your hair, slaps your face, pinches your ear, and stretches your mouth. Stop it, you exclaim. Although it doesn't hurt because... You pause. Something feels different. A slight spark shocks the air as you realize the problem with a jerk. The high-pitched noise is gone. No, all sound is gone. This has never happened before. With an curious notion, you struggle to look up to find out what is going on. The crowd of cats have gathered in front of you, staring at you. They stand upright like humans on their hind feet. You feel uneasy among the gazes and close your eyes. A moment later, footsteps cause you to open them again. A chartreux cat with white boots and white gloves is walking toward you. It stops just a few feet short of you and proceeds to gaze at you with a amused expression. Suddenly, the rooster wind crane gives a sharp cock-a-doodle-doo. A purple streak of smoke bores between you and the crowd. The chartreux cat turns around. We're out of time, he acknowledges. With a flourish wave of his paws, the hands grasping onto you disappears. After a few steps, he faces you again with a finger pointed at your head. Our boss will meet with you soon enough. You better prepare yourself. You stare at him, but the purple smoke that he lifts with his tail obscures your vision. Dun dun dun! A bright line of light with white particles floating up against the purple planes like snow particles. You fell out of your bed again. The clean white sheets and purple carpet always cushions your head, but you still feel the pain of the bump every time. Laying there with your limbs spread apart, you slowly open your eyes. The sunlight that streams through the curtain opening, blinding you. What was that? The same dream every night. You clumsily scrambled to a sitting position and stand up to a feeling of dizziness as blood flows from your brain to other organs. Um. You <laughs> you close your <laughs> thank you, Jen. You close your <laughs> eyes for a moment, getting your bearings. Eventually, you rub your eyes and open them. This time, he said something about the boss showing up next, didn't he? Did we seriously not correctly remember the phrase for goddamn snowflakes? What's a snow particle? <laughs> it's a fucking flake. <laughs> it's a goddamn Listen. snowflake. I 
laughed and I sneezed at the same time. God damn it. Is that what they meant? With white particles floating up against the purple planes like snow particles. I, I mean, that is those are words. That is snowflakes. Right, it's yes. gotta be snowflakes. Like It's just like, ugh, saying snowflakes is too mainstream. Right? I gotta say something else. Ugh. No, absolutely. It's like, oh, what what else can I do? Oh, there'll be snow particles. What? What? Who says that? <laughs> no one. Sean says that. Oh, Jesus. We're at chapter two now, apparently. Yeah, go for it. Go. Do it. Do it. All right. Railway station. You hold your card to the scanning system. A loud beep resounds and a red X flashes on the screen. What's wrong? Naomi calls. Dang, my pass expired. I'll go get a ticket. Be right back. That's exactly why I told you to get it renewed early, she calls out, but smiles. Must be tough playing the meddlesome wife, a voice calls out. Naomi turns and finds your group of friends waiting with their bags. Hey, Bella, Kevin, wait, who's the meddlesome wife? Stop blushing. You're living with your childhood friends, after all, Belle grins. Belle, he's just staying at our house, that's all. Ah, uh, sure he is, Kevin waves. <laughs> what is happening? You too, Kevin? You run through with the ticket in your hands. Sorry for the wait, huh? Why are you blushing, Naomi? Nothing, forget it. Naomi walks away. Is this lesbians again? Just like oh, Birdland. What? No, I think we're a dude. Oh, we're a dude? I thought we were a girl this whole time. I thought so too. Because we were wearing a dress at the beginning, remember? Except we weren't wearing a dress. No, we oh, were yeah. dressed. <laughs> Fuck. That's really confusing. I thought we were a girl this whole time. Well, I mean, I guess dudes don't often wear striped socks. Like, that's a fair point. They form. could. I mean, I have. Okay, so, so we are a guy who maybe dreams and, about being okay, a lady. And, no, mm. possibly. And then Bella is our meddlesome wife, quote unquote. Oh no, Naomi is. Maybe. Yeah, no, Naomi is. I think. Fuck, I don't know. And then Belle and Kevin are our friends who are teasing us. Okay. For liking a girl, um, which is extremely unnatural. Like, how dare you like a girl? How fucking dare you? Hi. A pitched whistle conveniently interrupts the conversation, and your hair is blown back as the subway arrives to the station. So, we have two choices. We have the streets, which is extremely scary content. Or the streets, extremely safe content. Have you never been in a subway system? Like, hmm. subways don't blow your hair back unless you're standing, like, directly... Ah, for fuck's sake. Like... I mean, there's a little bit of a wind, but it's not gonna, like, blow your hair around. I mean, a little bit. There's, like... A little bit. There's like a, it depends on where you are. There's, like, a tiny little pressure change. Like, you could kind of feel it, yeah, but it's not like it blows yeah. your hair around. Well, maybe it's uh, 
very extremely scary subway. Maybe. I mean, I guess I can't discount that. Maybe it's designed to be. Let's take the extremely scary content. Yeah. Because maybe we'll die. Maybe we'll die and we won't have to do this anymore. Right, yeah. Oh, I hope. All right, the city has its own tempo. The pace in the streets is unstoppable. Like robots, the businessmen, lawyer, doctors, men in black suits, blue suits, brown suits, managers, and other people walk with stiff gates toward their destination. Their eyes never leave their station to give a casual look to their surroundings. In fact, if they had bothered to look, they would have they would see nothing out of the ordinary apart from the girl sitting on the steps in front of an abandoned bookstore. That's not really out of the ordinary. No, not the really. girl's eyes the girl's eyes look melancholically at the pedestrians, blinking now and then, as thought the girl will fall asleep at any moment. Her cloach lays on the floor. What the fuck is that? What is that word? It's a hat. It's a hat? Alright. Why don't they just... Sean is not the kind of person to say hat. It's a type of hat. Why would a homeless person have a cloach? Probably wouldn't. I'm looking up what a cloach looks like. Uh, It's like the type of hat that like women wore in like the 20s. Mm Mm-hmm. Got it. Now I understand. Oh, like those really like sort of like tight, tight skullcap things? Yeah, it's sort tight of, to yeah. the head, but with like a little bit of a brim. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, now we know what All a cloach right. is, listeners. Uh, the problem is how I should describe the protagonist's surprise. How does a person act when they're surprised? You mutter to yourself. You see a hat on the floor. Suddenly it begins to move. Is that hat moving? Scrambling, you chase after the hat until you finally snatch it off the ground in a dark alleyway. A small kitten reveals itself from beneath the hat. It stretches happily. Have we met somewhere? You grin happily. Your grin is swiped off your face when you notice that the alleyway begins to darken. Black vapors from unseen alcoves bar your sight. The back street is suddenly pitch dark and dead cold. You can't see anything. You reach out with your digits, but you grasp thin air. You can't... God damn, this whole story is just a thesaurus. You can't even see your fingers. Oh, now he says fingers. An icy chill surges down from your spine. Your eyes searches blindly in the darkness. There is no comfort. There is only pitch black that's as dark as a basement. That's like the least creative way to say to describe right? darkness. Get I love that. Just say pitch black. God damn it! Isn't? Hey, didn't we choose the extremely scary thing? So far, it's just been like nothing. Well, yeah, but there's there's about to be laughter. Laughter is creepy, right? Laughter is creepy. Sharp laughter erupts from bleach white faces everywhere the sharpest edge of the highest note on the violin a blast of drought wind brushes your neck and seeps into your shirt clutching at your back you step into something wet and the cold liquid splatters all over your bare legs a sudden patch of light appears dripping in the wet patch you're stepping on you see the kitten curled 
in the tiny circle of light. The area outside of the light is pitch black. You feel a compelling urge to reach for the light. You need to get away from the face masks. You dive and reach your arm out of out to the light. The light shuts to darkness and an explosion of a blood-curdling scream scrawls into your ears. You took a step forward, but your feet hangs in the air. The huge head appears out of thin air, its face expressionless. It's the body and claws attaching onto it a second later. It's the cat from your dreams. Of what course it is. From whose dreams now? Are we in a dream now with the cat? Is the cat from that we previously... Well, is this the kitten? There's been no cat previous to the kitten under the cloche. Well, I think that's what it... Oh, no, the cat was the one in the dream that was like the, leading the army. Oh, okay. That cat but I from mean, that dream. They weren't real cats. They were all on their high legs shouting things. But this is also a dream, it seems to be. Or it's a daydream. Fine. Whatever. <sighs> the mist clears to strands, and you stare intently at the hat clutched between your fingers. A mask spins and falls flat on the floor. Sh- same shiver going down your spine. Same drowsy place with the same scenery. Same sky with fish skeletons fixated into place as if they are connected to invisible strings oh my god you call out weakly you turn your gaze to the mask i'm i'm sure i was awake you babble i was on a side street in the shopping district wasn't i you turn and raved at the crowd of cats why am i here why are you here deja vu is the intersection between dream and reality a voice acknowledged from behind you welcome boy or should I say, thank you for accepting my invitation. My name is Chaser, Chaser John Doe. You turn toward the, the voice. A man with a tail, no, the king of cats, stand before you. The monster is clad in tattered clothing with his face covered by a frowning white mask with black eyes. As you visited our world, so I too have come to visit yours, the voice continued. But there's a little issue here. You see, I need a vessel from the other side to come out. As he says the last word, a clang erupts and you see him holding a crossbreed of a chainsaw and a guillotine. You have, a, you have to excuse me, but I'll be making use of your body. Oh, no. Your eyes shiver with the same ferocity as the shivering of your body as you realize your situation. Well, he is smart to be afraid, but there's, some, there's nothing to be afraid of. The voice slowly chuckles. You'll just be asleep for a while. Light glints off a sharp edge of a teeth of the weapon. So we can accept our fate or change gears. Change gears? I mean, I feel like accepting your fate is never good. Like that never leads to a happy outcome. So we're not accepting our fate, we're going to change gears? Yeah, I, yeah, we are. I mean, I assume we'll end up uh, changing gears on an actual bicycle, which will ride away from the situation. You shift your stance. The mask smiles. Ah, he is also wise. You leap into the air. After him, the crowd of cats shout. You land with the sound of splintering wood as the planks 
break beneath your weight. This doesn't slow you down a bit as you roll forward to free your foot, regain your posture with a run on all fours, regain your posture like a proper homo sapiens, and sprint down the road with a myriad of cats chasing after you. This near-endless garden is my domain, the voice snapped. Running is futile. I am called Chaser for a reason. (laughs) So we can fight it out, or run like hell is unleashed upon us. Um, So it's fight or flight. I feel like we're playing a wimp. I don't think he would be able to fight. Yeah, I'm a little lean that way. Like, what are you going to fight? The thing that says that it's going to come after you anyway. I mean, we sit around abandoned buildings all day, daydreaming. We don't even tell the girl that we like that we like her. And Always tell the girl. As a girl, I'm telling you. Always tell the girl. Well, not always. What? Sometimes okay, it doesn't not- turn out good. Okay, yeah, but then you're going to live the rest of your life regretting it. So, but we're not, okay, so we're not going to fight it out. We're going to run. We're going to run. I'm down for Even running. Even though. Okay. I'm going to let the cat make so noise. So is Kitty. Because that is, we can consider that to be thematic background noise for the story, because there's cats. Let's run like hell, listeners. As if there's anyone who wouldn't run in this situation, you reason. You sprint all the faster. The uh, Shut up. The empty can spam container rolls over shards of glass clanking gleefully. The crowd of cats surge after you. Their groundbreaking clamor is deafening. You resist the urge to look back and turn corner after corner. After countless tries to lose your pursuers with little success... The crowd gains on you second by second. You stop and look around you. Only two things catch your eye. The empty can spam container rolling on the ground, a toy top spinning on the ground, and an open doorway. We can try to wake up, we can observe the spinning top, or we can dive behind the doorway. I'm most interested in the spinning top, to be honest. Yeah. Inception. I'm taking a scratching kitty's tummy break. (laughs) Is it a trap? It could be a trap. I think it kind of is. Okay. Your gaze intensely at the spinning top. Life and death depends on what the spinning top decides to do. The toy top is still spinning. It spins slower. Suddenly it lurches. The top begins to unbalance itself. Left. No right. The top flips. It finally grinds to a stop on the ground and stays there, unmoving. So that means it's reality, right? That means that we're in the real world. So okay. we gotta, we gotta live. Have you never I need to watch that movie again? Has whoever wrote this never seen a goddamn top either? <laughs> Probably not. Like tops don't flip over. Tops don't flip. It's not a thing that they do. <laughs> No. If you don't know what a thing looks like, look it up. Find a YouTube video of a top spinning. How many of them flip over? None of them. It's none of them. Fuck, man. 
like, observe the world. Shit. So we can try to wake up, or we can dive behind the doorway. So apparently this was, well, I guess it was sort of valuable, because now we know that it's reality. But we kind of knew that anyway. Right. Well, okay, but this is, okay, so I don't think we should try to wake up then, because we're already no, awake. No, don't try to wake up, we're already awake. So let's dive behind the doorway, I guess. You dive behind the doorway and sits heavily with your back against a wooden shelf. The canned spam container rolls over a glass shard to stop beside your legs and you try to pick it up. You you cut yourself on the sharp edges of its lid. You look at your fingers and wince at the slit. Small... Oh my gosh. The sound effects are just... So realistic. <laughs> oh, kitty. You pinch yourself on the cheek and wince again at the pain. Why? Okay. So this isn't a dream. This dreamlike situation you sit there and contemplate. The noises of the crowd glow, grow louder. You snap out of your reverie and look around you in an attempt to find anything useful to barricade yourself in. Ancient junk litter the whole room. Shards of broken glass, old books, used rags, black and white pictures, a paw holding a wooden picture frame with broken glass. Wait. The broken pieces of glass reflects light toward your eyes and you see the face of a cat smiling at you. You jump up with surprise and walk backwards, but the wall behind you is suddenly decimated as the crossbreed of a chainsaw and a guillotine smashes it to pieces. You leap forward and turn. I've been waiting for you, boy. Now accept your fate. The mask cheers, but I have something I must do. I'll be taking that body. The guillotine clanks back into its ready position. A sudden gust blew the hat the you dropped into the air. There it is, my cloach. The voice drew both the attention of the mask and your attention to its source. A girl st stood in front of the mask, twirling her cloach. She wears striped white socks, revealing white shorts, white crop top, and a white sweater with long flat strands hanging down. The girl had her back towards you, and you resist the urge to... So, okay, this wasn't something we were wearing. Mm. This was somebody else. Um, and you resist the urge to glance up into her shorts. Uh, okay. With a confident air, she fixes the cloach on her head. I can't calm down without it. She, her expression towards the mask... A, a mixture of cheerfulness, ferocity, and obnoxiousness. That was one hell of a sentence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're trying. That might be my favorite part of this whole story. You're that girl from before, you blurt out. Well, this is a surprise. I created this space so that only the boy and I could enter. The mask intoned. That you could intrude here. A swipe of his weapon shook the ground. I offer my respect to a pioneer of the real world. There is only one way for us who have no real bodies to go there. You too have found a vessel, have you not? The mask leaned forward. 
I don't know, the girl injected. When I came to, I was abandoned in this world, an unknown place. An unknown sky, not knowing where or how to get back, not even dreaming of hope. I see, a lost little sheep. The girl put on her cheerful expression again. I'm Mary, Mary Nightmare. Nothing moved. The atmosphere is buzzing with electricity. Mary, you muttered. Hey, take me back to the world of dreams. You can go back, right? My apologies, little sheep. I'm headed the other way. I've come here to get outside, the mask replied. As he stepped around Mary and towards you, a a shift in his step and he looms above you. Glass shards disappeared with the force he generated. An arm blocked his way. Then it's a dead end, Mary refuted. Regrettably, it's a one-way road. I'll force my way, he roared. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Are you giving up? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly, if, if we hadn't read the description at the beginning, I would have no idea what the hell was going on. And I still kind of don't. I only vaguely know what's happening because they described it in the description. Right, yeah. Oh, geez. All right, well, that's a story, listeners. (laughs) You can play the rest of Daydream Syndrome on ChooseYourStory.com. Sean, thank you for writing this story. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. That's very nice, Peter. Well, I will say this is the first time we've done an episode of this podcast where we didn't finish the story. Yeah. Guess what? I finished the game in four clicks. I won, but there was a lot of talking. (laughs) I kind of just skipped down and just picked answers. (laughs) Like, nope. Oh, jeez. All right. Well, let's, let's, I don't know if you read anything from that, but let's, let's try to guess what happens for the rest of the story. So the dream demon wants to go to the dream world. The cat guy wants to go to the real world. And we're the only one who can go to both. Yeah. So we probably f- make them fight each other and then they kill each other and then we don't have to deal with it. <laughs> so like you grab the cat and then you think that it's a daydream. That you're like, you have this cat and it's a daydream and you're just like, what? I'm just back in the shopping district, whatever. And you're like, is this the end? But then you see Mary and it's like, oh, maybe it's not the end. And so you try to get Mary to talk to you and you're like, oh, Mary's asleep. And so it's like, oh, it, are we still in the dream or is this a reality? And that's how it ends. Is this real oh my God. or is this just fancy? There, I summarized the whole thing for you. I'm actually like way more mad now that I know that that's the end. And it's only part one. <laughs> oh, jeez. That means there's more. Is there, though, this strikes me as the kind of story that someone writes, and it's like, oh, there's totally going to be, like, a part two and a part three, and then they're like, oh, no, wait a minute, this is crap, and my imagination is garbage, and I'm trying to write, like, people that were on the edge of death because of drug overdose. 
I don't know if it's maybe it's just me, but I feel like this is really pulling on like the William Burroughs thing, and it's like that dude was on the edge of death for like half of his books. <laughs> you're not gonna pull that out of your ass. Believe me, That's if a good you're point. if you're together enough to like put together what decision would you like to make now, you're not gonna be able to reasonably <laughs> figure out that style. Like stylistically this story is just reaching way 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 far out of its ability to make work i don't know i guess it's just not our style i mean it's clearly like it's clearly striving for something you know like it's clearly reaching for something kind of like dreamy and hallucinogenic you know, I feel like this is one of those TV shows that I get sucked into because Tumblr is all aglow about it. And then I'm like, oh, oh no, God, wait a minute. No. This is garbage. No, I remember trying to get into like Supernatural because a bunch of really good Supernatural memes came across my Tumblr at one point. And I was like, no, wait a minute. This is garbage. This is a shitty show. Like, it's written like crap. None of these characters are interesting at all. Like, it's clunky and slow. And when it tries to be funny, it's not funny. Like... I tried to watch that with my ex, and I think that was the beginning of the end. Because he was super into it, and I was kind of just like, eh. Yeah, no, dump that motherfucker. Uh, He's clearly an idiot. Oh, I did. He's Because of that show. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, there were other reasons, but that a- added to it. Was that the guy with the micro penis? Did you dump him because of the micro penis? That was not <laughs> the guy with the micro penis. I love that story. <laughs> I'm sorry, but just thinking about that and picturing it in my head, it makes me laugh. <laughs> It's okay, that guy is married, and, and I, I'm sure he's very happy. No, I'm, sh- I'm sure he's great. I'm sure his wife isn't, but good for him. <laughs> I'm sure he makes up for it in other ways. Gotta keep the woman happy. Or she won't watch your shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, current boyfriend got the best way for me to agree to watch anime because I'm not I'm not a huge anime person and people are like wait you're a gamer why aren't you a big anime fan I'm like "Ah." or wait you're Asian why aren't you a big anime fan I'm like "Ah." but he was like watch this with me if you watch them all you will get a corgi I'm like okay yeah, no, I'll watch pretty much anything if I'll get a corgi out of it. Right? That's, that's a fair Which trade. Which one are you watching? Cowboy Bebop. I just watched that for the first time and just finished it like a week ago. I haven't finished it yet, but I'm on my way there. Personally, I felt like the entire way through that I didn't live up to the hype that I always heard about it. Maybe that's just me. I'm enjoying mm, it, but... It's, it's fine. It's fine, but I'm not going to be like, oh, this is the best thing ever, like some people are. Right. And they have a corgi for some reason, which seems like a really weird decision for space bounty hunters. There is an episode that they get the corgi. 
Because it's not just a normal corgi. Is it a space corgi? Does it? It's like of... a genetically engineered corgi. Does it have laser eyes? No, I wish. You know, that's but funny. It's a very because smart, cute dog. In the ep- in the episode where they introduce the dog, they like are like, "Oh shit, it's like a science dog." But then you never hear anything about that again. It's just a dog, and so I completely <laughs> forgot about that until you just said that. <laughs> it's a super science, genetically engineered dog for at the for the rest of the series. It's just a regular old dog. Like, it's just yeah, dog. <laughs> arf arf. That's all it does. Well, I hope you enjoyed the rest of the series, Jen. I hope you listeners have enjoyed us talking about random shit for the last while. <laughs> Because you probably didn't enjoy this story. You know that you were listening to this just expecting to hear about a micropenis. And anime. I think everybody... All the good things. I think everybody is always crossing their fingers that they'll hear more about the micropenis at the end of the episode. (laughs) I assume that's the only reason we have listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. All right. Well, that was stuff. This is a podcast. Like us on Facebook. Somewhere. Facebook.com. <laughs> Losing my mind. Facebook.com slash GYOW podcast. Twitter.com at go your own way pod. I think we have a Patreon page somewhere, but I don't know where it is. I think it's GYOW pod. <laughs> all our damn pages are all different. I don't think that's the right. Yeah, that's not the right address. Well, god damn it. What's the right one? Give us money, you bastards. I don't know. Use I Google. I can't find it. Oh, it might be go it might just be go your own way. Is it just go your own way? They're trying a few different things. No. Why are we so bad at this? I don't know. Give us money, listeners, but we're not gonna tell you where to give us money. Right. Tell us on Facebook what our Patreon page is. <laughs> oh. It's just patreon.com slash G-Y-O-W. We have zero patrons and zero dollars per month. So. No. Good. I mean, we give us money, then we can only go up. We can only go up from there. All right. Bye, listeners. Bye. I don't want to edit this. Bye. For more original podcasts, videos, and pop culture news, visit Overmental.com. Thanks for listening.